God bless you. This is Pastor Abraham Langford, the senior pastor and founder of Jesus' Church International. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast of Supernatural Transformation. Jesus' Church is a non-denominational church with an international vision to evangelize, affirm, disciple, and send. We invite you to join us beginning Sunday, October 2nd at 11 a.m. at our new facility, the Dorchester Career and Technology Center, located at 2465 Cambridge Bypass in Cambridge, Maryland, on the campus of CSD High School. We trust that you will be encouraged and supernaturally transformed through hearing today's message. Today, from Pastor Abraham Lankford of Jesus Church, Cambridge. Can we put our hands together for the Lord and just welcome the presence of God here tonight? You know, God's been so good to me. I'm so thankful uh, for my wife. I'm so thankful for my children. I'm thankful for our church family. All this would not even be possible if it wasn't for the Lord. I would not be standing here tonight. I would not have my wife. Our marriage would have never made it. And um, how many of you know your marriage would have never made it if it wasn't for Jesus Christ? Amen. And he is a healer. He is a deliverer. He's our savior. And I just want to give him all the credit tonight. Tonight, I want you to look at somebody and smile at him tonight and say, you're in the right place. You're in the right place. Amen. How many of you are ready to hear from God? Amen. How many have been hearing from the Lord already? The worship was so powerful tonight. The worship is so powerful. And um, some of y'all might wonder, why are people on the floor? Why are people raising their hands? Um, You know, when you get in the presence of God, you see John, he fell on his face as a dead man before the Lord. And uh, you see Isaiah. When you come into God's presence, anything can happen. You're coming into incredible love. There's nothing like the love of God. And you're coming into holiness beyond what we've ever even come close to seeing and power and authority. And when you come into his presence, there's just no telling what's going to happen. His presence knocked Saul of Tarsus um, down to the ground. And so in his presence, don't ever think, that's weird. If, it's, if, if, it's, if people are like this, you're probably at the wrong place. You know, they need the power of God. God is so powerful. He's so powerful. So when his power comes on you, expect something to happen. Healing to happen. Deliverance transformation, all these things. So tonight I'm going to talk to you about supernatural deliverance. The Lord is our savior. Say amen. If you believe it, he's our savior. How many of you know what the the word savior means? It means deliver. Did you know that? Did you know savior means he came to save, save means to set free or to deliver. That's why we say Jesus is my savior because it's a eyewitness testimony of I'm not the person I used to be. I've been set free. That's why I have so much joy in my heart because I'm set free. I'm not in captivity anymore. We're going to learn tonight about how uh, people cannot worship the Lord until they've been set free. That's why we worship him because we've been set free. And in his presence, we can worship him with all of our hearts once we've been delivered and set free. That's why some people can't worship the Lord. How many of you know what I'm talking about? How many, how many of you even know, even in a meeting in a church, you see some people like this, and it's almost like saying, impress me. The cross isn't impressive to you. Amen. The empty grave isn't impressive. The blood of Jesus isn't impressive. An eternal kingdom isn't impressive to you. It's impressive to me. A new life, power to overcome sin, victory, 
an abundant life, a relationship that is so incredible. It's unlike any relationship in this earth. We have it all. And so we are here to worship the Lord and, and, and to, to pour out all of our praise upon him. I encourage you, let go. Just let go. Let go of any religion or any traditions that hold you back from worship. The woman, she comes into the house and she, she pours out all of her oil upon Jesus. And she takes her hair and does something that, that she took that glory that she had and she wipes his feet. And I want to tell you something that's when you're in his presence. All the other people that were watching her missed out. She alone said, I'm going to do everything just to get into his presence. Amen. How many of you say, I want to be like that woman. I want to pour out my costly perfume, my oil, my praise upon Jesus. He's so worthy. He's so worthy. Tonight, I want to teach you about supernatural deliverance. The word super, I want you to say super. What does super mean? It means to be above and beyond. The word super itself means to be above and beyond. So when we say supernatural, that word super means it's above and beyond the natural. How many of you are glad God's not natural? Say amen. He's a supernatural God. That means he's above and beyond reason. He's above and beyond circumstances. He's above and beyond logic. That means he's greater than anything you could think of. His love is higher than, as high as you can even think of his love. It's so great, it surpasses even the greatest imagination you can have of his love. It's supernatural. His power is so vast that he can create things out of nothing. He doesn't need building materials. He has power in his mouth to speak and life comes. He's so incredible. He's supernatural God. And we can't limit God by our experience, our circumstance, or our traditions. We always have to know, even at the greatest opportunity you've had with God, in the greatest revelation up to this point you've ever received with God, there's a deeper revelation coming your way. There's more to God than you've ever experienced. Amen. And that's why the apostle Paul was praying that they might be filled with the fullness of God. That even in the greatest experience the Ephesians had received in revelation of the grace of God appearing to them, there's more. I want you to touch somebody tonight and say there's more. Say it like you mean it. There's more. Say it like you're passionate about God. There's more. There's more. And I want that more. How about you? I'm not satisfied with the crumbs. I want, I want what's on the table of God. I want to eat with him. I want to dine with him. I want to be with him. That's where I find my joy, my life, my power, my strength. And I know like you, uh, many times we're, we're like something that we use every day, whether it be our car or our phone. And after you use something, there's energy that's being used. You need to fuel back up or you need to plug that phone back in. Amen? How, how many of you have a phone that you've plugged in and the battery goes dead pretty quick? And it's frustrating. Well, how many of you ever feel like that phone? And you say, man, somebody needs something from me, but I don't have it to give. Maybe your children are demanding something. Come on, am I going to witness here? They're pulling from you and pulling from you and work's pulling from you. And, and, and you just feel that demand. What you need to do is plug in to the presence that is supernatural presence of the living God. 
And when you plug into God and you get along with God, God restores you. He, he, he restores that battery life. He, he fills your spirit back up. He replenishes you. David said, he restores my soul. Amen. That's awesome. He's a supernatural God. He's above and beyond reason. So we're going to talk about supernatural deliverance. That means he's able to save and deliver. I mean, Jesus, just for a moment, if you think about Jesus, here he is. He comes up to people who were unwelcome and unloved. And they were lepers, and yet Jesus, out of his virtue and out of his compassion, he reaches forth, does the unthinkable, and touches the lepers. Everybody knew at that time that you would contract leprosy if you touched a leper. But he loved them, and he wanted to set them free and deliver them. And because Jesus was not a natural man, he was supernatural, he touches them, and they're made whole. He's supernatural. You cannot limit God. You cannot limit a supernatural deliverer. In deliverance, we refer, we're referring to the permanent removal of demonic influences that are enslaving, tormenting, or causing sickness. In the Western church, we don't hear much about that. It's funny, we read the Bible and most of us would say, I don't think God's changed, but we, would, we might say, well, I don't see much of that, this tormenting spirits. I was at a place the other day and I had people come up to me and I was actually working and I could not go outside of my job duty to, to spend time with them and talk to these people. But there were people that were tormented with evil spirits and saying strange things all around me, walking past me in this place. And what happens today is we find somebody and we say, immediately what they need is medication. Let's give them medication, put them in a hospital, put them in a sane asylum somewhere. Jesus didn't look for the nearest hospital. He said, bring them to me. And he touched them and made them whole because he's supernatural. He's supernatural. And I want to submit to you tonight that Jesus Christ Hebrews 13, 8 is the same tonight as he was yesterday, today, and he will be forever. He will never change. His strategy will never change. He still came to set those in captivity free. He still wants to set them free. And tonight, we are going to learn about a supernatural God who has power to deliver you from any stronghold, from any temptation, from any fear, from any anxiety, from anything that you're going through, from any bondage that you've ever been in, from anything you're fearing you might return to, from any addiction you might have in your life right now, from any brokenness in your life, from any abandonment and any rejection, I'm talking about a supernatural God that one encounter, one touch, and you're healed and set free and made whole because he's supernatural. He's supernatural. Billy came to our service last week. He gives his life to Jesus. And if you remember, he's standing here in front of everybody with tears of gratefulness coming down his face. And he's lifting his hands to God. No one said, Billy, now's the time to lift your hands to God. It was from his heart of worship now. He loved the Lord because the Lord would forgive him and demonstrate his grace in his life. And I was excited. He he, I, I, I couldn't wait to talk to Billy this week. And so I knew he was scheduled for surgery. And Billy needed three titanium rods placed in his neck, according to the doctors. And last week we prayed for Billy. And we prayed and, and we said, God, you are supernatural. We can't limit you, God. You are above and beyond reason, explanation. 
what we've ever seen, and we pray for Billy. And Billy said, I have no pain in my neck. He came in here and he said it was greater than 10 on a scale of 1 to 10. And he's praising God because Billy's had so much pain in his neck. He needs titanium rods placed in his neck. And here he is. He's supposed to go in. He came in on a Saturday night. He's supposed to go in on Wednesday. I never told him not to go into the hospital. I only prayed for Billy because I know the enemy loves to come in and steal even a seat away. And he loves to steal the gospel seat away and he loves to steal your healing away and he loves to steal everything away because he came to steal, kill, and destroy. And so I began to cover the seed that Billy had received that night and the prayer of God's people. And I began to cover it this week and Monday and Tuesday and I was praying for him Wednesday as I knew he was supposed to go into surgery Wednesday. And so I called Billy and I had a little trepidation in my heart. You say, Pastor, you had fear in your heart? Well, there was a little bit because I was concerned about Billy. I call him on Thursday and I, I just, I figured Billy's probably medicated. He's laying in the hospital. He's not going to answer the phone. But I call and Billy picks the phone. Hey, how's it going, Pastor? I said, Billy, I, I'm doing okay. How are you? And he said, man, I'm doing great. And I said, Billy, how'd everything go Wednesday? He said, Pastor, I, I called the whole thing off. He said, why would you go in and have surgery when you don't have any pain anymore? I said, what? Billy, you got no pain in your neck. He said, I haven't had any pain since Saturday night. He said, God took it all away. I called off my surgery. I, didn't, I don't tell people what to do. God has to put that in their heart and by faith they have to act on. Now, if God tells me to say something, I'll say it. But there's certain things that, that, that are not good to do. God put that in that man's heart, and by faith, he just went for it. You've got to receive your miracle. You, you have to receive the grace of God. You have to receive it, amen? You have to receive even that miracle you need in your life by faith. God is a supernatural God. He's a deliverer. I'm so glad I can stand and talk about this tonight, because at one time, I couldn't even have said this. I was living in bondage. I had no testimony even to share. Now I can't stop. I get to talk to people everywhere. Tell them what God did in my life. Tell them, hey, no matter what you're going through, he can set you free. I'm so glad that I have a testimony. How many of you got a testimony, amen? You know, that's what people need to hear. They don't need to hear about somebody who had it always right. They need to hear about how God supernaturally intervened in your life, changed your life. That's a testimony. That's what God uses to bring people to Jesus. And you need that testimony. And God, God made a story for you to share. I love the Lord. God's been so good. But I want to tell you tonight that, that the word of God says, and I want you to look up here in John eight thirty six. It says, therefore, if the son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. Now, indeed, it sounds like the way some people talk. How many have ever ran into somebody that's like, indeed, indeed. Some of the guys say, indeed, I've heard them around this county. There's one guy I work with all the time, indeed. And he'd say it real deep, and I, indeed. And, and, and honestly, I got to be honest with you. It was really strange. How many of you ever, how many of you say indeed? indeed? You do. Is that right? Wow. Several of you say indeed. Listen, indeed, it must have come from the Bible. Amen. You all, you all spiritual out there to say indeed. That's what it is. You've been reading your Bible. That's what it is. Amen. So it says, therefore, if the son, that's Jesus Christ, makes you free, you shall, say shall, shall be free Indeed, I'm going to start using it. <laughs> you shall be free indeed. Isn't that awesome? How many are free indeed? 
The heart of God is to set his people free. That's the heart of God. I want us to look at John 10.10. The Bible says the thief does not come except to steal, that's Satan, and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. I want you to look at somebody and say more abundantly. How many of you want just average life? Raise your hand. You just want an average, boring life with addictions and, and, and poverty and shame and guilt and condemnation. How many of you want an abundant life? Say amen. amen. Come on. Come on. Somebody ought to be jumping on that. Listen, you know what? I, I know this is going to sound crazy. I jump in these shoes a lot. And I'm going to blame this on when we worship the Lord because my shoes cracked. And I looked at that and I said, I got to get some new shoes. And it's cracked right down the side. But I was thinking, you know, that's a good crack, man, in that shoe. Because that crack came through worship. Amen? This is the only crack that anybody should have on them, right? Come on now. So I I was thinking tonight, man, I know where that came from. And I want to say this to you. Jesus came that we might have life and that we might have it more abundantly. So many people, and this is what I want to speak to you about. Many people are living in bondage. How many of you know somebody in bondage? I mean, it could be it could be um, an addiction of, it could be drug, it could be um, alcoholic um, bondage, it could be uh, fears or phobias, it, it could be um, lying, could be um, homosexuality, it, it could be anything, it could be oppression. Um, many things can have people in bondage, amen? But God doesn't want us to live in bondage. He came to set us free. Jesus said, I am come. When he says that, he's revealing his purpose, Let me say something to you that will blow your mind away. Jesus did not come to this earth so you could just have a ticket to heaven one day. Just pause on that for just a moment. Let that sink into your spirit. Do you got it? Jesus reveals his purpose in this verse. I want you to read it with me. I have come that they may have a life and that they may have it more abundantly. Now that's the here and now. Jesus wants an abundant life for you now. Amen. Isn't that awesome? And if God is for you, who can be against you? God is for us. He wants us to have an abundant life now because he's a good father who blesses his children. Amen. Now, this is the word of God. Listen to this. If this is God's will, then why is this not the experience of most people? Did you know in the church, over 80% of people in the church are in some form of bondage in the church as a whole? are in some form of bondage. It could be intellectual strongholds. It could be spiritual things that people go through. How many of you have ever had to be set free before? Say amen, amen. How many of you have to be set free daily? Do you know things like that can come daily? These things continually can come at us. There's entry points we let these things in. So what happens is um, in our society, when we see people in bondage is we, we often try to treat the symptoms rather than get to the root cause. For instance, in the, in the public schools and Christian schools alike, in the world and in the church, many people are on medication. Medication for depression. I'm not, I'm not looking down on anybody if anybody isn't here. I, I just know that the Lord's going to set you free. Depression, oppression, um, fear, stress, anxiety, so many medications. It's amazing to me. I look around, I see Rite Aids and I see Wal- Walgreens and you know, you can name them all. There, there's even others that are opening up here in town. And I see these places and I'm thinking, 
Jesus came to set the oppressed free. And, and people are opening up so many things and stores and, 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 and places where people can go into and they spend their money on something that only treats the symptoms rather than delivering them from the root cause. This is very important tonight to talk about and I don't want anybody leaving here and saying the pastor said, get off your medication. He said, That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying Jesus is greater than medication. And, I, and I'm, I'm saying something that offends the Western church or the Western world, and I'm not, I'm not apologizing for it tonight, because King Asa did the same thing. And if you even remember in scriptures, King Asa was sick, and he consulted with the physicians rather than seeking the Lord. The Bible actually looks upon that in that moment that he was not seeking God. He was seeking help of the physicians. I do believe God's blessed us. I thank God for, for doctors, nurses, and people. I thank God that... I don't want you to misunderstand what I'm saying tonight. What I'm trying to say tonight is Jesus is our healer. If something can only treat your symptom, wouldn't you rather be healed completely so you don't have to pay money for that medication, be hooked on that medication, depend on that medication? Jesus wants to set you free. It's actually a message of hope tonight. It's a message of joy. And I I posted something on Facebook and automatically somebody wrote back and said, you don't understand people that are depressed. And, and, you know, they were upset and it was okay. I I, I just began to be kind to that person because my wife and I were talking about this. At one time, we were concerned about um, things that we didn't understand and they would have made us angry if somebody were to say something um, like, just trust God with everything or just... I want to say to you tonight, this is, this is what I want to submit to you tonight, is that God is greater than anything we can make. His healing power, he goes to root causes in our life, heals us from those, because there are people who are full of anxiety. There are people who are full of rejection, and they don't understand why they have a spirit of control in their life or anger And if they went back to a root cause of when they were rejected as a young boy or a young girl, and they're healed in that place by the Holy Spirit, then God delivers and sets them free. They don't need any medication. They don't need to to place um, their, their, their children on certain things because God can set them free. He can deliver them. Now, I want to talk about this just for a moment. It's like this. Instead of treating the symptom... We want to go after the root cause. And so it's like this. How many of you in your house, when you want to um, get the spiders, how many of you had spiders in your house? Raise your hand. How many of you, you just go up to the web, you take the web and you leave the spider. But that's exactly what it's like. That's exactly what it's like because when, when, when we, we try to treat the symptom without addressing the problem, it's always going to come back. Amen? In other words, if you don't take the spider out of your house, there's going to be another web. You're going to have to keep dealing with the same problem. If you go out to your yard and you say, I'm going to get rid of these dandelions. How many of you like dandelions in your yard? And you say, I'm going to get rid of these dandelions. And you say, I'm going to go out and here's what I'm I'm just going to go through and mow the grass. And these dandelions are going to be gone. And your yard might look good for maybe three days. And then here comes the dandelions. And they're all over the place. How many of you understand what I'm talking about? How many of you got a dandelion yard? I have more dandelions than I do grass. And I've never sprayed it, but I'm telling you, one of these years, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to treat the problem instead of addressing the symptom. I get what it's like to see those dandelions pop back up and see the frustration of, I used to have grass here. And they're starting to come out now. 
And, and what's amazing is how many seeds those things, <laughs> they just keep reproducing. God wants us to get to the root cause. Ephesians 6 shares with us the root problem. I want you to look at this verse. It says, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. In other words, we're not wrestling with the symptom, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Let's go back to the, the first part of that verse. It says, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. We are fighting an invisible war. We are fighting against an enemy that we cannot see with our eyes. It says, but we're wrestling against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. So what we try to do in our Western world is we try to counsel we try psychiatry, we try psychology, medication. We try to do everything, even in our churches, we try to counsel somebody who needs to be delivered. We give medication to somebody who needs to be set free and healed. They need inner healing and deliverance. Deliverance is a very strange word in the Western world. They get scared. But it's a very biblical thing. When you see the word of God, he says, we are not wrestling against flesh and blood. In other words, we're not fighting against symptoms. There are root causes to everything you see. When people are living in violence and in anger, I heard a story, this is a true story, about a man. This woman had, 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 was coming home and when she got to the house, I forget how um, they were related. They might have been neighbors or something. But she looks at the house and this man standing there with an axe in his hand and blood was dripping off the axe. This is a true story. And he's standing there and he's in a rage and this look in his eyes. And she, she, um, she, she got out as fast as she could. She went to a church and got elders from a church and they came, I think it was three of them, three men. And they got to the house and they looked and he's standing out there with the ax and blood all over the ax and he confessed to killing his child and his wife. And he's standing there and he looked at them and he saw them covered in red, all three of the elders. And he dropped the ax and he ran off into the woods. To make a long story short, they ended up finding this man. He was convicted, admitted, they didn't even know what to do with him. He was like an animal full of rage. People began to pray for him. Do you understand? They began to pray and God's power reached this man. They went there to see him. And when they went in, he was in his right mind. They said, what happened? And he said, last night, Jesus came to me and I accepted him. He's my Lord. He's my savior. He forgave me for everything. He was ashamed of what he had done but he was delivered and set free. I think about the power of God to reach son of Sam, David Berkowitz. How many have ever heard the story of David Berkowitz? If you've never heard it, you've got you've to look it up. This man ends up getting convicted, life sentences in prison. His story is so gross. 
of how he grew up and, and things that he had seen and he delved into pornography and it began with pornography and music and all these things started going into his mind. Nobody would have ever thought what God would do with a David Berkowitz, but while he's in prison, Chuck Colson has a ministry. Chuck Colson's ministries came in there. They're preaching the gospel. Berkowitz, he responds to Jesus Christ, gives his life to Jesus Christ. Now he's preaching the gospel the rest of his life sentence in prison, bringing hundreds to Jesus Christ with his powerful testimony. That's the power of God. That's the grace of God. There are no limits to his grace. Perhaps you're listening to today's broadcast and you say, Pastor Abraham, my life is so broken. I don't even want to live anymore. Maybe you have an addiction in your life and you've been trying to be free for years of your life. Dear friend, I want you to know something. This is not a coincidence. This is an appointment with God today. God desires to have a relationship with you. He wants to make you his son or his daughter. If that's the desire of your heart, I want you to pray with me from your heart right now. I want you to say, Heavenly Father, right now, I desire to have a relationship with you. I believe that you love me and that Jesus died for me on the cross. Right now, I accept your gift of righteousness. I know because of the blood of Jesus that I am made righteous and whole in your sight. I thank you, Jesus. From this moment on, I am a child of God. Dear friend, if you prayed that prayer, the Bible says this, there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ. That means there's no more condemnation to you because now you are in Christ. You are a child of God. If you would like to grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ and you prayed that prayer, I want you to contact me on this number right now, 443-480-4083. Call us. We want to help you grow in your new life in Jesus Christ. If you would like to learn more about the ministries at Jesus Church Cambridge or wish to hear more messages like this one, please go to www.jesuschurchcambridge.com.